The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown in stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline, pylon, touchdown, and the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. And this episode of Punt and Pass is presented by Ameris Bank Mortgage. Now is the time. Right now is the time to take advantage of historically low rates by buying or refinancing your home. I refinanced my home in March. I got a great rate. They are even lower now. Have you been looking for a trusted mortgage advisor to help you achieve your financial goals? Well, look no further than my man and DGD, Logan Hinton, who is part of the number one lending team in Georgia year after year. With competitive rates and fees and the ability to lend in 47 states, Ameris Bank Mortgage and Logan Hinton will make this usually stressful task a breeze. Go ahead and contact Logan directly. Here is his phone number. It's 770-649-4941. That's 770-649-4941. Ameris Bank Mortgage, equal housing lender and member FDIC. NMLS 824867, loans subject to normal credit approval. Logan is a longtime listener of Punt and Pass. We appreciate him, and we appreciate Ameris Bank Mortgage. Let's get right in to this episode of Punt and Pass. Here we go. Let's do this thing. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Murray 11 and be sure to check out our brand new website, puntandpass.com. It's got the blog up there. I'm about to post my blog on what we will be talking about today, Aaron. I think everybody knows what we will be talking about. We also have our merchandise up on puntandpass.com. We call it the locker room, and of course, everywhere our podcast is distributed, along with our YouTube videos, go check out Punt and pass.com. Okay, this episode obviously is going to have a heavy Georgia lean to it because, as you know, if you don't have your head under a rock, Georgia is dominating the news storylines around college football. It started yesterday afternoon. Transfer quarterback Jamie Newman, the perceived starter for the 2020 season from Wake Forest, opts out. All right, he opted out. You look into it. Hey, maybe this had been thought about for a couple of weeks, Aaron. It was coming. Did Kirby know this when he recruited JT Daniels? I don't know. But keep in mind, a week ago on Saturday during the first Georgia scrimmage, Justin Fields was on the sidelines in Athens. I learned in the spring of 2010 that there are no coincidences 
in this world, okay? And for the timing here and the rumor mill last night after Jamie Newman opts out to kick up that field is transferring in, it was pure mayhem. Only Georgia has this type of consistent rumor mill during the offseason every single year. Murray, I'm so glad that you are the SEC and Georgia's all-time leading quarterback. Who better to break this down than you and I? How are you? How crazy has this 24 hours been? Where is Georgia left standing? First off, let's just get it uh, get out of everyone's mind that Justin Fields will not be suiting it <laughs> off this fall. So I, I that know has been debunked. I've had multiple interviews today, and and that's the first question everyone wants to ask: is is Justin Fields coming back? We've heard the rumors. I'm like, no chance. I, I I've seen him with videos training in Atlanta with an NFL football in his hand. So I think right now he's he is done. set. He's done. I, I don't know why he would why he would do it to himself at this point. The man is about to be a top five pick in the draft. It's like Jamar Chase. Like I am not upset at all with Jamar Chase. I understand. You had an incredible season last year. You had Joe Burrow as your quarterback. Joe Brady as your co-OC. Mm-hmm. You guys are 15-0, and 0, won a national championship. You had a boatload of touchdowns and catches and yards. You get through three, three weeks of practice. You see Brennan in action, the new quarterback yeah. fellow shoot, and you're like, eh, maybe not. Maybe I don't feel like being a seven and three football team, losing some receptions, not being as sexy as I was last year. I'm going to sit it out, be a top 10 pick next year. I get that. Jamie Newman, you're not a first round pick. I'm you sorry don't to say so. it. Jamie Newman is not a first round. Okay. Pick. Go back and I've, I've told you, I've told you this before. Go back and watch the film from Wake Forest. What does he do? Well, he runs his own read. Well, he's a big kid. He does the RPO as well. He throws a good bubble. He throws a good hitch. Um, he throws a good deep ball. There's a lot of dudes that can do all of those yeah. things. Like th- you watch the NFL game. Now, who were the best two teams in the NFL last year, San Francisco and Kansas city. Yeah. What did they do a lot? They threw to the tight end around the middle of the field, a ton. Mm-hmm. You watch the film on Jamie Newman. He struggles with consistency, throwing the ball around the middle of the field. So to me, that that's an issue that he had to work out this year. Uh, and, and now he's losing an opportunity to, to work on that work on his mechanics play in the sec, prove himself against the big boys. Mm-hmm. So to me, he, I, I think he lost millions of dollars. I'm not saying he wow. can't be a first round pick. I think he needed this year to play to prove to me that he was a first round pick. Like I said, he was great last year because he had a great receiver in the ACC with terrible defenses. And he threw some one-on-one balls deep. Can he do that in the sec? Can he do that in the NFL? I don't think he, that translates right now. I think he's a project in the NFL. I think he's three or four years away. Wow. He's a fourth round pick, third round pick oh, at best. Hey, I don't disagree with I'm you. I'm sorry. I don't disagree with you whatsoever. Uh, my question to you is this Did he have more upside for an NFL situation by playing this year or by seemingly seeing it out? Of course, he cited COVID. He said, Look, the uncertainties, X, Y, and Z. If it was about COVID, he would have done this three months ago. Okay. Same thing with Jamar Chase. You can't fault these guys for making this decision because it's exactly this. It is a pass in the eyes of NFL personnel. When these guys go to the combine, when they meet with GMs, and when they meet with scouts, and when they meet with coaches, they're not going to be absolutely berated by these guys saying, why'd you give up on your team three weeks before the season started? Why'd you do that? They can just say, oh, well, I had COVID uncertainties, and I don't think they very well may, but I don't think they will hold that against guys like Jamar Chase and guys like Jamie Newman. It is but Jamie a pass. Newman has not proven it yet. I agree I, with you. No, I totally can you, agree can you, can with you. you. Can you can you agree with me on one thing? The only way to get better at playing football is Play playing football. football. Yeah, especially in the Play SEC. more football. So many so many young kids think 
oh, I just need to train and work out and work on my speed and work on this, 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 and this, and I'm going to be a better football player. Yeah. No, you can only become a better football player by playing football. And you're missing out on an opportunity to play for one of the best teams in the country, to to possibly play for an SEC championship, to be a potential Heisman contender, yep. to play in the playoffs. Like yep. all that in the NFL offense to too. In an NFL offense, that is only going to Wake Forest was not an NFL offense. No, it wasn't. No, not at it all. Was, so there, there's one team in the NFL that maybe resembles what Wake Forest is doing, and that's Arizona. And Arizona is not going to draft the quarterback for the next 15 years. So <laughs> yeah. you, you right now you are labeled as a big quarterback that runs a RPO zone read offense. That's not the NFL dabbles in that a little bit, but that's not the, that's not an NFL offense. That's maybe a, a, a 15, 20 percent of what an NFL playbook looks like. He is not proving to me that he can handle an entire NFL playbook, throw the ball over the middle of the field. That's why I'm saying no one – the film doesn't warrant him a, a first-round draft pick. He needed this year to prove it to, to, to the scouts, I believe. Absolutely. Hell yeah. I love it. I, I love the enthusiasm. I love your opinion here. You are definitively saying he would have done better by playing this season rather than sitting it out to COVID uncertainties and train to get ready for the 2021 NFL draft. Am I reading that correctly? He should have played. Yes, he should have played. He 100%. absolutely should have played. And, and there's no – there's no oh it's 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 not covid related no, listen no. I, I will never i will not fault anyone at all if you truly believe that you are at risk you have family members at risk and that's why you're not playing this year yeah. that, but to me jamar chase and some of these guys and jamie newman they should have made that decision if it was covid related should have made that decision three weeks ago before they even started fall camp i absolutely so, 100% I, agree something with something else was going on i don't know if it was uh, the, the quarterback situation there at Georgia got to him. If JT Daniels got to him a little bit, uh, if Dewan Mathis got to him a little bit, whatever it was, um, I, I just don't think it was COVID related. Is the reason why he's he's opting out this year. Okay, so let's play through these scenarios. I, I think there are three scenarios as, as to what happened. Okay, and we'll start with the third and least likely one that you and I both agree on, which I think everybody agrees on. So we won't dive into it too much. It was truly COVID scare related. That's not what it was. Okay, so that's the third and least likely scenario. The second least likely scenario, or the second scenario, I think an agent got to him, okay? Keep in mind, you can talk to agents when you're three years removed from high school. You just can't take impermissible benefits from them, and you can't sign with them. You can have all the conversations that you want. Are there agents going around right now looking at those first two draft round grades and talking to these guys and saying, look— I will pay for and stake you to train this fall. We'll get you in the best possible position after this fall when combine combine training starts, excuse me, and get you ready to roll. I think that's exactly what's happening. And these guys are saying, and the agents are telling him, don't risk getting hurt. Who knows what it's going to be like in November? Who knows how many games you're going to play? Who knows what the consistency is going to be like? I think that is 100%. What could be happening here with guys like Jamar Chase, with guys like Tyler Shelvin at LSU, with guys like Jamie Newman backing out with three and a half weeks to go before the season kicks off? Give me a break. I think that is a very legitimate thing that could be happening. But number one, Murray, and I want your opinion here, I think he might have been losing this quarterback battle. And I think he might have been losing it or he might have been butthurt. That Kirby had not named him the starter yet. Keep in mind, September 26th is a long way away in this crazy year of 2020. 
a lot of teams are starting to give you hints as to who's going to be starting in week one. Jamie Newman transferred to Georgia with much fanfare. Everybody's saying Heisman contender, going to be able to run Tom Munkin's RPO offense, finally going to be able to prove himself in the SEC. Then JT Daniels transfers in, which looks pretty brilliant at this point. I think Jamie Newman thought he was going to be the guy from day one. I think he's upset, maybe not even playing well enough in practice to prove that he should be the starter. And by him not being named the starter, by him maybe being in a tight competition, Aaron, I think he's sitting there going, you know what? If I sit and get this pass from an NFL perspective and not get benched in week three and have egg on my face and then go sixth, seventh, or undrafted, I could be saving myself a lot of money. I think that's what happened here. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's not a good look, first off, but that's the reason. I mean, he's going to get questioned by all the scouts when it comes to combine time. Why Why didn't you not want to play this past year? So he better have a damn good excuse of why he decided to opt out of the season. Yeah, yeah. Because 100%. these scouts wanted, they, they wanted to see the film. I, the more film, the better. I mean, they're talking about spending millions and millions of dollars on these players if he thinks he's a first-round draft pick. They want to make sure that they're picking the right guy for the future. Um, and, and right now, that's just limited film for these scouts to go look at. So they're going to ask him, why did you opt out? What is the reason that you felt like you did not need to play a third year, uh, especially when you transferred into UGA? So I don't know. I mean, it's iffy when it comes to the competition, just because JT Daniels is not even cleared yet. You know, I've heard that he's going to be cleared here in the next week or two. So maybe he's been playing better in practice and maybe he thought, Hey, once he's cleared, he's really going to accelerate past me. I don't know. I'm telling you, there's a Dwan Mathis to me is a dark horse. Yeah. You've been high on Dwan Mathis. I, I saw him, I saw him two years ago when he first got to Georgia and you know, I'm watching practice. This is in the springtime. And I'm like, dude, who is that? Who is that kid there? He's a freshman. Really big, big kid, silky smooth in the pocket. Silky smooth delivery, nice arm, athletic. I'm like, man, this kid's going to be a stud. Like, I, I'm telling you, I was very impressed when I saw him play uh, in practice. And then obviously he had the issues last year, the medical scare, um, had to take the season off and is back this year. But he's someone right now, especially with the uncertainty of when JT Daniels is going to get cleared. I, I like horse. him. Really? I think he's a dark horse. I, I think – Obviously, I'm not in practice every day, but from what I've seen fundamentally-wise, what he can do uh, throwing the football, I think the kid could be pretty darn good. You throw him in there with a great offense, a line, so a, a great core of running backs. They got some really good receivers this year, and then you play a great defense. I mean, Georgia just has to figure out their offense. They have three weeks to figure out their offense yeah. before they play Alabama. You know, I think they're going to take care of business versus Auburn. I mean, that's going to be a tough football game. Don't get me wrong. I'm interested to see how Bo, Bo Nix looks year two. But their offense has three weeks to figure themselves out. So if you think this kid has potential, do you possibly give him two or three games to ease him into the situation, run the football, play great defense, and then see if you can get ready for for Alabama? Um, I think it's going to be an interesting battle between those two of these next three weeks to see who's going to be the top dog. Yeah, you know, the thing about Dewan Mathis is just the unknown. Like you said, came in with a lot of praise, obviously had the crazy medical scare with the benign brain tumor. Thankfully, he's recovered from that. What stood out to you the most? He's 6'4 or 6'6. I don't even know. 6'6. 6'6, 200 pounds. From a physicality standpoint, Aaron, obviously you would think that he's put on some weight and some muscle mass. Can he withstand an SEC-only schedule? Or was it his arm that stood out to you and go, damn, this kid can sling it. He looks good. Um, I'm interested to hear from just a quarterback perspective. Yeah, it was his arm. Yeah. I mean, I just thought it wouldn't – you're watching 
some guys are just they're effortless, and then some guys. Uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll talk to you as if I'm talking to you about golf. Please. You know, when you watch an amateur golfer, you know how they look so muscly and everything's yeah, forced, like like you, your brother you Josh, watch, or or me. I was gonna say me. <laughs> Shout and out, then, Josh Murray. And then you look at a a professional golfer. And they're hitting a drive 320 yards and it looks like they're barely swinging. Effortless. And you're like, how is that dude look so effortless and absolutely smashing the golf ball? And I'm giving it all my freaking power yeah. and I'm hitting it 270. Like what 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 the hell's going on here? To me, that's what Mathis is. When I watch him throw, it's effortless. He has a long arm, uh, so that gives him the ability to really extend it out. There's like a, a tall pitcher um, to create more accuracy, to create more velocity. And it's just, it's fluid, man. When you watch him, it's just, it's graceful. It's pretty to watch. I thought his pocket movement was great. Um, and then he's obviously, he's had years now to watch Jake Fromm, to learn from Drake Fromm, yeah. to pick his brain. To me, I, I, I think he has a legitimate chance. Uh, if he's if, if he can prove he learns the playbook, he has the, the attributes I look at for a, a really good quarterback. I love that. I absolutely love that. I think it's a great call. Obviously, we're going to keep tabs on this, and then if it comes to fruition, you're going to look like a genius. It's September 3rd, so we will check the receipt right here, and we're going to talk about JT Daniels and that crazy Justin Fields rumor in just a moment. But if Jamie Newman did get paid by an agent to sign with them and stake him to train, he might be looking for a house, and he should contact Logan Hinton at Ameris Bank Mortgage because Logan is the most trusted mortgage mortgage advisor who can help Jamie or anybody with their financial goals. Logan is a part of the number one lending team in Georgia year after year. He has competitive rates and fees and the ability to lend in 47 states. So regardless of where Jamie Newman goes in the NFL draft, he can use Logan. Contact Logan directly at 770-649-4941. That's 770-649-4941. Ameris Bank Mortgage Equal Housing Lender and member FDIC. NMLS 824-867 loans subject to normal credit approval. Okay, Murray, let's talk about JT Daniels because that happened really out of nowhere. And you and I, I think we're pretty plugged in with what's going on in Georgia. It was like a Thursday or Friday news dump. JT Daniels, five-star recruit coming off a torn ACL, is transferring to Georgia. Jamie Newman had already transferred. Everybody was like, what? I kind of said, hey, brilliant on his part because it didn't seem like he was going to get cleared. Then he did get cleared from a from an eligibility standpoint. Medically, he still has to get cleared. Now, Kirby looks like an absolute genius. JT Daniels is sitting there going, damn, I've got a chance to start when I do get medically cleared. And Georgia's QB situation is really not all that bad. These guys have experience. They're very high prospects. They're just getting plugged into First of all, there's offense. only one. There's one with experience. Well, yes, yes, that's correct. You have one with experience. Um, I, I mean, that's, that's the one issue. But once again – if I'm George, I'm not, I'm not stressing about it too much because you have the best defense in the sec. Yes, correct. You have an incredible run game. You're going to have a good offensive line. And even if you lose to Alabama at Alabama, so, is it, so Alabama right now, I believe based on who they have back from last year is, is really darn good. I mean, that's a good football team from top to bottom. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to be so Alabama. When you look at them from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, is going to be very similar. Yes, they'll get better, but I think it's going to be at a slight incline. I look at Georgia, especially some of the weapons on offense, and then obviously new quarterback and, and the potential uh, of the, the, the quarterbacks they have there because they're very talented. I see Georgia as a, a like definitely a steeper incline. Like they're going to be here. I'm sorry for people who can't see this. They're going to be lower. They're going to end <laughs> check up us higher. On YouTube. Yes. Yes. Check us out on YouTube. 
Um, steeper incline. There you go. That's all I got to say. So to me, even if you lose week four, I think Georgia is going to be a 10 times better team yes. if they do win the SEC East yes. and then face Alabama once again in Atlanta for the SEC championship game. I think that game could be 10 times more competitive. So I wouldn't stress. I wouldn't look at it too closely depending on how that fourth game goes. It's just a lot of unknown. Again, I go back to, hey, Georgia does have – they've got the Joes. They just they just need to get out there and prove it, prove they, they missed out so much on not having spring practice. I hate spring football, and I was like, damn, Georgia missed a great opportunity to get these new coaches and these new players – a, a chance to get used to what they're looking for in 2020. And to your point, Aaron, you bring up a great point. I think that's even more so just a stalwart of Kirby Smart's coaching technique. Georgia is always much better at the end of the season than they are at the beginning of the season. Clearly, they ran into a buzzsaw last year against LSU. And by losing by only 27 points and giving up 37 to LSU, looked pretty damn good after LSU just ran roughshod over Oklahoma and Clemson. Look, it's going to be a week-to-week deal, regardless if they play or if they don't play. What's happening around the country? What's happening in each conference? Are we getting to Saturday? That's the type of situation that we're in in 2020. Speaking of 2020, it's always crazy. Marie, I woke up this morning. My phone was blowing up because somebody posted on a message board that in the UGA student database, Justin Fields was enrolled at Georgia. Again, there are no coincidences. We both know that, right? Justin Fields is at practice last Saturday. Jamie Newman opts out on Wednesday. And then all of a sudden, Justin Fields is enrolled at Georgia on a Thursday. It was going nuts. I was getting texts from everybody. What is happening? Is Justin Fields coming to Georgia? It has since been debunked. No, he is not coming to Georgia. Anthony Dasher at UGASports.com reported that he spoke to Justin's dad. Justin's dad said, no, he's not enrolled to Georgia. He is not enrolling at Georgia. He is in Atlanta. He's training for the NFL draft. Obviously, as we know, Big Ten at this point, not playing football this fall. Crazy, crazy rumors. My question to you is this, okay? I said at the beginning of the show, September 26th is a long time away, 23 days away. That is an eternity, eternity in 2020. Hypothetically, if Justin Fields were to transfer, okay, and say, you know what? I do want to play. If Justin Fields were to transfer September 20th to Georgia, six days before kickoff, is he the starter week one, Aaron? Heck yeah. Yeah, you just plug, plug him in, right? You <laughs> plug yeah. him in. And, and I'll tell you what, if Justin Fields transferred or uh, enrolled at Georgia and is on that football team, Georgia uh, Georgia wins the championship easy. Oh, easy. Shit. You think so? Just just give it to him, 100%. You, you, you put the best defense in college football – with now the number one or number two quarterback in college football with that running game, that offense line, those Hell receivers, yeah. that game over. If Done you, deal, Georgia wins the national championship. If, if Justin Fields called you right now and said, Murray, I really want to play this year. You know, I, I'm not scared of injury. I don't care. You know, I'm not, I'm not scared about COVID. I heard Georgia's got good protocol. I, I really want to play. They said I'll play. What would you tell him? What, what would you tell him? And he, and he also says, and I want to wear number 11. Don't for, no, not number eleven. <laughs> we'll say no to eleven first off. Um, now he's going to come back and wear number zero because you know number zero is now allowed that to be worn for that college players. It is, it is allowed now. I'm saying no, man. At this point, really, I think I think mentally for him, the ship has sailed. Yeah, I think I think he's mentally checked out of college football. I think once I all that broke him. and he started training for the NFL, the switch turned to NFL yep. mentality. Yeah, he's already thrown with NFL football. He's already, I mean, everything is to now have to then 
mentally switch and then physically and mentally get yourself ready for a, a football season and that sort of a time period, I just don't think it's worth it at that point. Cause then all of a sudden you're risking a lot of things yeah. and a lot of money. Uh, so I would say, buddy, you did, you had fun. It's unfortunate that the, the big tens, a bunch of babies, I guess. And, uh, and, and, and just get ready to be a top five pick and make a bunch of money. You know, I, I agree with you. And it's just crazy to think about when he was a five star at Harrison high school, right in our backyard here, signs with Georgia, where he is now. Yes. He transferred. Yes. He tried to play for a year, but Big Ten canceling football. I said it on a couple of podcasts ago, and and I mean this genuinely. If I'm Justin Fields, through no fault of Ohio State, I'm saying Justin Fields, Harrison High School. I'm not giving Ohio State the benefit of saying, oh, he came to our school. Oh, he was a Heisman finalist at our school. Oh, he made the college football playoff at Ohio State. I'm saying, you know what? Shame on Kevin Warren. Shame on the Big Ten for taking this away from the student-athletes, from taking the choice away from the student-athletes. Do not associate Justin Fields with Ohio State moving forward. I promise you I would do that. I don't know if he has the foresight of that. Like you said, he's Zoom-focused on the NFL right now, and I don't blame him for that whatsoever. But it is a shame that he does not have the opportunity to play wherever this year. I mean, I know he could play at a different school, but Ohio State in particular, they were almost a shoe-in for the college football playoff. He was a shoe-in to be a Heisman finalist. They were going to compete for a national championship. It was ripped away from him through no faults of their own. If I were Justin Fields, I would take a stand on this and say, you know what, Big Ten, you guys ruined this for me. I don't want to be associated with the Big Ten moving forward, especially when I'm in the NFL, Justin Fields, Harrison High School. That's where we're at. It's, it's a little nuts. extreme, Andrew. It's I'm a just saying, extreme. hey, you know what? It it's was extreme aggressive. for them to take that decision away from the student-athletes. So, Justin Fields, I feel for you, man. I do, and I'm shocked to hear you say that you would tell him no. I think I'd sit there and go, you know what? Hey, if somebody told me, hey, but no eligibility used this year. You know, nobody's having eligibility used up. You can come back and punt for Georgia. I'd say, really? Well, let me go train for a couple weeks, see if I still got it. Give me that number 13. I'll throw I mean, the pads te- te- on. Technically, don't we get another season? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, That's what I'm wondering. I mean, Call Kirby and let's ask. Let's go. Let's go. Call Kirby and ask. And if Kirby needs a new house, which I don't think he does, Murray, do you need a new house or should you refinance your house? I refinanced I've my already, house I've already refi- I've in just refinanced March, it. and it's just crazy. The rate I got, they're even lower now. Big thanks to Ameris Bank Mortgage and my man, Logan Hinton. Logan is a damn good dog. Be sure to contact him if you are looking for a trusted mortgage advisor to help you reach your financial goals. Logan has competitive rates and fees, the ability to lend in 47 states. Contact him directly, 770-649-4941. Ameris Bank Mortgage, equal housing lender and member FDIC. NMLS, 824-867, loan subject to normal credit approval. Logan Hinton, Ameris Bank Mortgage. Reach out to Logan if you want to buy or refinance a new house and need a sweet mortgage. Murray, anything on the way out, my man? Do we have football? Yes. Do we have football? Tonight, I mean, live how FBS. Awesome, how, awesome, how awesome is that we get football all weekend long? We get football starting tonight. We get games Saturday. We get games on Monday. I'm really looking forward to the Monday game, but we got Central Arkansas UAB, uh, South Alabama Southern Miss tonight. Uh, we're talking about Thursday, Saturday. Marshall's playing. Army's playing. Uh, Memphis is playing. And then Monday, I'm, I'm pumped. BYU and Navy going at it yes. uh, on ESPN at 8 o'clock. So, it's here, man. We made it. All those, all those haters and doubters that we weren't going to get the football, 
We got the football. Let's do it. Well, let's just let's just stick around. Let's keep it going. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Punt and Pass. I'm at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. Check out puntandpass.com. We will talk to you next week. See you.